Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Rick and Mahal Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear or heart support. On Rick and Mahal, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prado. I'm so glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or for those who may be on social media, you can go on my Facebook Facebook page, Brother Prater, as well as you can go to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. Dot com. Also, for those who just want to uh, do some, some texting or some typing, uh, you can go to uh, the chat room, which is available on our website on uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. You can go to the chat room where you can interact with me uh, at this time. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. Thank y'all so much for y'all continued prayers and support. Uh, first, I want to give a special acknowledgement for those who are uh, new subscribers, those who are viewing me for the first time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, yesterday, I had a book signing. I was in Round Rock, Texas. Round Rock, Texas. I really, really, really enjoyed myself. Met some outstanding people and those who may be watching. Thank you so much for your Support. Uh, I actually got a chance to meet. I'm gonna say meet. Got a chance to see uh, one of my brother's classmates, and um, it it was just a bundle of joy getting a chance to uh, see them, see some familiar faces, and also, like I said, for those who uh, knew that I met yesterday, I really appreciate. It. I received so much love, and God really moved. God really moved uh, at the place. Uh, I will be coming back soon. Uh, Actually, I'm, uh, I don't know exactly when. Right now, um, I have to get in contact with uh, uh, 
the companies and everything and find out, you know, have to be careful because of COVID. Um, I can't plan too far in advance because they may be uh, canceling appointments and stuff. So I'll be finding out soon that I'll definitely be uh, sharing with y'all some uh, details. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, not this coming up weekend, but the following weekend, that'll be the 27th, I believe. 27th, I will be in Arlington, Texas. Arlington, Texas. Um, off of Cooper Street. I'll be at the Half Price Bookstore off of Cooper Street. And I'll have more details um, later on. But, once again, thank y'all for, for the love and the support. And so, I brought that in because um, as I was leaving out, it's funny how God orchestrate things uh, I had a desire for subway I had a strong desire for subway I wanted a subway sandwich and so I went to this first subway I really didn't feel it and I felt the need to leave so I left and then I saw another one because it was like a particular subway I was looking for I've driven on the roads uh, many times, but I just felt the need to stop at a, a subway. Didn't have an idea which one, but I just felt in my spirit to stop at a subway. So like I said, I stopped at this uh, gas station that had a subway um, in it, a subway uh, restaurant in it. So I pulled over and right when I was ready to be checked out, I felt in my spirit, you need to leave. So I left. And so as I'm driving on down a couple more miles, I end up seeing the exit for another subway. And I was looking for an established subway that had its own building and everything. And so I look and I saw one that fit the description, but I felt the need, no, go on, pass that one up. I'm like, okay. And so on down a couple more miles, I saw a subway that looked like the first one I went to and I felt in my spirit that's one you need to go to I'm like okay so I went in long story short there was a I went in it was a gas station I went in and um, there was um, some people there were young younger people uh, they were in a discussion while I was in line and the funny thing was that this their discussion was exactly what my book was about. And so I went on and after they got done talking then, then I went on and I introduced myself and, and everything and, and uh, gave them my information. So uh, the one of them is uh, watching this and now I want to tell you thank you. Thank you for your support and also thank you for uh, accepting my invite. So long story short, um, there was a discussion and I felt the need to just, I, I felt the need because I wanted to let them know that I wanted to talk about it because a lot of times these kind of conversations, um, it's kind of closed doors. And for us to be able to have that open dialogue, for us to be able to really get an understanding because sometimes it's best for us to uh, look at everything and be able to sometimes hear the answers out of our own mouth. And sometimes... For us to hear it because sometimes we can think it but as long as it's up here you know and we don't hear it then sometimes it's like it just stays dormant so with that being said that is one of the reasons why i wanted to go ahead and bring up this particular topic that we're going to discuss right now and it's actually based upon like i said that discussion we had this weekend we're going to talk about when you're considering going back to an ex when you're considering going back to an ex. We're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called Should I Go Back or Move Forward? Should I Go Back and Move Forward? Uh, one of the things we have to think about, you have to examine why did the relationship end in the first place? Just straight off the muscle. We want to get straight to the point. Why did the relationship end? These are some of the things you have to think about. Now, what you have to do, you have to first evaluate, evaluate why. 
Now, there are certain deal breakers that are non-negotiable. Some of those deal breakers, the first one, and I don't want to say in a particular order, but if it fits that description, it's a done deal. First thing, abuse. Any type of abuse should not be tolerated. No type of abuse is acceptable. When a person is your ex, they are an ex for a reason, regardless if it's pertaining to their behavior or your behavior, regardless if you ended it or they ended it. You have to evaluate the reasons why. Now, if it's an unhealthy relationship, then you have to examine why is it unhealthy. If there is abuse, hey, look here. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Now, I know some people, and let's be real, there are some people that say, well, you know, because I love him or because I love her, I, you know, I just, I'm just trying to help them be a better person. Well, if you look at it, you can't make somebody change. You can't make anybody be a better person. Number one, only God can help that person become better. But also what you have to ask yourself, why are you so much in a need to help them? There are other people that are eligible for you to help. They're not attached to your heart. So a lot of times when we say, well, I want to help them, well, in actuality, we're not helping them. We're actually helping ourselves fill a void that we're lacking. So you have to ask yourself, if this person is, if this person is someone that is healthy, if this is an abusive relationship or not. Now, if it's an abusive relationship, then do not. It is non-negotiable. There is no reason for you to go back into an abusive relationship. Once it's over with, leave it alone. And I know sometimes people, I'm going to say it like I want to say it. Some people try to get so spiritual to say, well, you know, the Bible says we're first and foremost. Don't try to put God in the equation to try to appease or state your case to do what you want to do. Listen, always think about this. If God had you to escape an abusive relationship, he didn't intend for you to go back. Just point blank. Why go back to Egypt? So understand even if you say, well, you know, I love that person, you know, um, uh, you know, maybe it'll work out. Maybe, you know, it was our fault. Well, you have to think about sometimes there are some people that are so glutting for punishment. Or sometimes they're so insecure. They feel like, well, that's all I know. They go back to the place of familiarity. And that's unhealthy. So you have to understand it is not God's intent to deliver you from hurt for you to go back to the place of hurt. It is not God's intent. And I know some people they may say, well, you know, um, well, you know, it's, 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 it's my ministry. I, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had, how many people I've spoken with. They have some way, somehow tried to give themselves the excuse to go back to an unhealthy relationship. Well, you know, that's my ministry. That ain't your ministry. Understand, you have to separate ministry from courtship. If a person is ill or if some if someone has some type of uh let me go back. If someone has some type of condition that they feel like, well, you know, uh they feel like they have to press their power or authority over you and you escape. But if you go back, you think about it. You escape them the first time. Don't you know they're going to try every way that they can to add more grip to you. You did something they felt like you would never do. You left. So now you come back. In other words, think about it. You escape harm. You escaped their raft, but now you want to go back? No, no. It is not healthy. 
it is not healthy. It is not healthy for you to go back into a toxic or abusive relationship. So, the first thing you have to understand, when you deal with an unhealthy relationship, if someone is not for you, let me make sure it's in one, two. Okay. If someone, I'm going I'm to change this because, um, Okay. Oh boy. I apologize. All this time, all this time, I forgot to cut my mic on for the podcast. I totally apologize for those who are listening live. Um, what you have to understand: if a person is, if a person is abusive. The problem is not you. The problem is within them. But it is not your responsibility to try to change or even try to help them. They need professional help. Let's be honest. When a person has a behavior that is unhealthy, it is not your responsibility to diagnose or even to treat them. You have to let them allow God to do that or some and or some professionals. But you ain't the one. You do not supposed to allow your heart, nor your health, or your well-being to be jeopardized. Now, unfortunately, like I said, many people have that what we would call that Mother Teresa syndrome. That Mother Teresa syndrome tells them that they have to be a a humanitarian. They have to do for the good of of others, which is true. But that is not talking that is not talking about courtship or dating. That is not the case. Those are two separate entities. Ministry or um, um mission and courtship. Two separate entities. So you have to accept that it's not your responsibility. And if it is not your responsibility, you have to accept that. You have to accept that they need help. But they need help outside of your help. They need assistance outside of your assistance. And unfortunately, sometimes those that may try to help are actually the ones that are enabling them or keeping them keeping them where they're at you may be stopping their growth so it's best if you evaluating someone that you may be considering hey I may need to um, I, I'm, I'm thinking about going back like I said ask yourself why did it end in the first place and you have to be honest be honest with yourself I know so many people they want to go back to that person so badly, that abusive person, and they think that, well, you know, you know, maybe, maybe I didn't uh, turn over their eggs easily. Uh, maybe I do it this time. Well, they were just angry, or they, 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 they were just drunk. Well, that's another issue. You have to understand what is their influence. If their influence isn't God, but it's some type of substance. Or narcotic or some chemical then you have to understand that person is not healthy and you need to move on now don't think about well you know I just stay in the cut I just stay on the if you want to say injury reserve list and eventually they'll get better well to be honest with you what if God is telling you to go completely what if God telling you, hey, look, I have someone that's already tailor-made and ready for you. But anytime we set up a less than who God has for us, then you know what we're doing? we actually compromising our purpose and plan that God has for us. Because to be honest with you, anytime we get someone less than who God has for us, that means we're settling. We're settling. If God has the ultimate... The ultimate is right here. If God has the ultimate person right here, anything or anybody less than who God has for us, 
for us, we are settling for less. So that's something we have to think about. So ask yourself, did you did you end the relationship because of their behavior? Or, let's be honest, what if the relationship ended because of your behavior? So these are some of the things you have to look at. Look at, not just look at the individual, but also look at yourself. And that abuse, like I said, it could be physical, it could be mental, it could be financial, it could even be spiritual. Spiritual abuse. Yeah, a lot of times people just think, well, you know, that just transpires within the church. No, it can happen outside of the church. It happens even within relationships where some may try to dominate and try to put their quote-unquote, everyone to say it, it, sometimes they may think they have some type of spiritual um, superiority. Nah. Understand, this is a human being. And if you feel that you are that way, then maybe you're not healthy for that person. So a lot of times we often think about the health condition of the person that's in front of us or our ex, but we have to look at ourselves too. So that's something that's something that we have to really, really, really look at. One, two. One, two. Okay, good. It's working. Okay, so the other thing we have to look at Criminal activity. Okay. Does this person have any type of behavior that is promoting some type of criminal act? Hmm. That's something you have to think about. Is this person, does this person contribute to some type of criminal activity? You can't change them. And also understand if you participate or even if you are with that person you knowingly are involving yourself when you know that they are participating in some type of criminal activity then understand that put yourself at risk too and I want to go back because uh, when we think about the abuse I was speaking earlier about the abuse not just pertaining to abuse to you but also abuse to your children how are they treating your children? Now, that also goes into what I was saying about criminal activity. Because what happened if you knowing that they participate in some type of criminal activity and you have children? Okay, what happened if they end up doing some things and then what happened? You end up getting arrested with them and they take your kids. <laughs> Look, those are your kids, not his kids. So you have to understand you put yourself and your kids at risk whenever you put yourself in harm's way. And like I said, it's not just pertaining to the criminal activity, but also pertaining to abuse. I've seen so many people on the news where the boyfriend or the husband end up killing the kids and the kids ain't his. But what happened? The children's mother you know, don't report any type of abuse. They're so fixated on trying to be that quote-unquote stand-by-your-man woman to someone that's less than a man, and they'll forsake their children to try to accommodate the wants of some sorry joker instead of the needs of the children. So you have to make sure that you prioritize Make sure that you prioritize. Okay. So, thank thank y'all for, um, I know I started late. Um, I ended up making home late, and then when I tried to cut on the computer, uh, it updated, and it was kind of a disaster. But I thank y'all for uh, tuning in this late hour. So, think about even when you are considering, when you are considering that person, like I said, you have to understand and also examine not only where they were, but also where they are now and who they are now. 
you have to think about that because to be honest with you, um, sometimes we fall in love and we be in love with a memory of a person and that person has completely changed. Y'all may have broken off, you know, through a mutual agreement, you know, hey, no harm, no foul. There was nothing. It was just, well, you know, we just not getting, we just don't get along, you know. But then y'all go y'all separate ways and then when y'all come back years later, you think it's the same person and you in love with who they were, but they are totally different than, and they are totally different than who they were. Now, there's someone that you wouldn't even tolerate. But because of who they were, you hold on to that instead of who they are. So these are some of the things you have to think about. Also think about when it comes down to considering going back. One of the key words we have to think about is trust. Can you trust that person? Not can you trust them based upon what they're saying. Can you trust the totality of who they are? That means their verbiage, what they say, but most importantly, what they live. What they say, what they live had to be consistent and they have to be a person of ethics and morality. If you don't trust a person, you can't jeopardize your heart. If you don't trust that person, then why gut yourself for punishment? Do you trust them? Also, let's just say that, well, they may have cheated on you in the past or whatever, you know, cheated on you, did you wrong, whatever. You have to think about this. Now, when you forgive a person, forgiving does not mean that you accept it or you like what they did. But that forgiveness also means, you know what? I love you enough, but I'm going to decline going back to the relationship. But you still forgave them. Just because you forgave them does not mean that you have to go back. Something to think about. Just because you forgave them does not mean that you have to reconcile the relationship. But you have to understand that forgiveness is for you. To clear you. And also, hey, you can tell them, hey, I forgive you. No big deal. But just because you forgave them does not mean that you have to go back. But also what I always tell people, just in case you are considering going back, can you can you give them the trust that is required at that time? See, if you're going to be always putting their past up before them, if you're always going to do that, then it may be best for you to not go back. Because if you're going to always punish them for a crime that they have already paid, quote-unquote, their debt to you for, then why are you punishing them? That's called, we we consider that double jeopardy. You put punishment upon punishment where they have already did their time. Not just did their time to society. We're not talking about that pertaining to a jail. We're talking about pertaining to you. But that's why it's so important for you to just be real with yourself to say, well, you know what? Let me evaluate this. Because you have to make sure if that trust has been broken, you have to ask yourself, are you willing to allow it to be built up? And also understand that trust has to be earned. That doesn't mean because you forgave them, you automatically give them the same level or the same amount of trust that was broken. The answer is no. Trust has to be earned. Trust is earned, not given. And that's where we mess up at so many times. We give people things that they're supposed to be working for or earning. So if you want to make sure that you're making these right decisions, you also need to make sure, like I said, make sure that you evaluate who they are. Make sure that they are consistent in what they say, what they're doing. And also Check their circle of relationship. Check their circle of communication. 
I mean, if you think about it, you think about, let's just say, for example, if you are getting ready to be hired by the FBI or, let's say, for the government, they're going to do an extensive background check. They're going to check resumes. They're going to check your references. They're going to check all these to make sure that you're qualified to handle that position. Well, how come if the government would do that because they, they respect the integrity of their office, of that position, why don't we do the same thing pretending to our hearts? Hmm. You think about it. You just think about the job that you're at. Did they hire you right on the spot without feeling like any type of information? No. They had you to fill out an application. They made sure that you put down some references. Also, some of these jobs now, what they do, they want to check and make sure that, hey, they want to check your social media accounts. These are some of the things you need to do. You can't make these kind of decisions blindly. And this ain't stepping out on faith. No, that ain't faith. Faith is work. Faith is doing your part. Faith is doing some investigation. And faith will be where God revealed to you the proper thing to do, the right decision, which also includes us fasting and praying. Fasting and praying. The Bible tells us my favorite scripture. If anybody want to know my favorite scripture, my favorite scripture in the Bible is Mark 9 and 29. But some things come by prayer and fasting. Fasting open up the spiritual senses. It wakes it up. It like it puts it on high alert. It raises up the sensitivity of the frequency to pick up on from channel seven to channel heaven. It goes to it goes, it's like it goes directly to God's mouth for you to be able to hear specific instructions from God. And I found out when you talk to God, even pertaining to matters of the heart, God is concerned. So if you just talk to God, God, look, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm torn. I'm considering. What do I need to do? What do I need to do? I'm telling you, God will show you some things and he will always give you proof. Something else you got to do That'll be very helpful. You write down the pros and cons. Write down the pros and cons. Like I said, there are some things that are non-negotiable. You know, like I said, abuse, uh, criminal activity, uh, disrespect, you know, uh, careless, these kind of things. Also, just being honest and ask yourself, you know, do you see yourself five years, ten years with that person not based upon their potentials, but based upon their reality, where they are right now. If they never change, and don't try to think about, well, you know, I can help them, or, you know, all they need is a good woman, all they need is a good man. No, no, no. Look at their reality. If they never want to change, would you be happy? Would you be content with that? If you wouldn't be content, then don't allow yourself a huge disappointment. So, these are some things we got to think about. I just wanted to make sure that we as people make better decisions and really just evaluate everything to see if this type of person or this person is worth going back to or pursuing. You know, like I said, the most important thing the Bible tells us to consult him in all of our ways and he shall direct our path or make that pathway straight. I'm telling you, God is concerned and God wants you to go to him. Also, the Bible tells us there's uh, counsel in the multitude. There, there's, um, a, there's a multitude of counsel when we talk to people, sound people, sound people, wise people, evaluate, check out that person and check out the person that they with. Check out the person that they frequent. Check out their friends. You know, if they got five friends and all their friends cheating on their wife or cheating on their husband. Hmm. Okay. 
something to think about. Are they are they easily influenced? Like I said, the people that you associate with says a whole lot about your decision making. Also, this is something I do have to say. You know, you have to really, really, really pay attention to how a person think in their decision making when a person continue to make wrong decisions. I understand that we made some decisions in the past that might not have been the best. Okay, totally understand. But when your past resembles your present and you continuously make the wrong decision after wrong decision, then there's something wrong with that. And also, you have to look beyond the physical because understand what we have to think about. We as people are the only creature that God created that has his indwelling spirit and we have a spirit so understand when we with someone not only are we with them in the physical but they also have a spirit and you need to examine if that person's spirit if, if it's of God or if it's contaminated and you do not want to intermingle with someone even if it is an ex, because you're familiar with them. You want to go back, or uh, there were some things that were, how to say, there were some things that were unsettled in the past, and maybe we could just, you know, come to the conclusion, get some, get some resolution, get some closure. No. Sometimes your last words is your closure. Sometimes a person's actions should be your closure, not their words. Not no apology. You have to accept that for yourself. I know there's a song that says by um, Patti LaBelle, please come back and kiss the way to pain. That was a song. It shouldn't be your reality. Understand, God has true love for you. And you don't have to go back. Now, like I said, this is when a person always want to go back because they're so used to a person. And you know what? You will be doing them a disservice. Like I said, I've, I've talked about the ex and, you know, they may not be qualified, but hey, like I said, you might be the downfall to them. You might be their crutch. And, you know, we call it Normally, they would say for adults only or for mature audience only. Same thing pertaining to love. Same thing pertaining to relationships. For mature adults only. And it doesn't have to be sexual. When I say mature, that means, you know, having someone else's best interest at heart. You picking someone that's going to have your best interest and you're going to have that person's best interest. And then that kind of relationship can work. But when you have to, in your mindset, not just work on you, but work on them, then you're not having a healthy relationship. That's a dysfunctioning relationship. That's a handicapped relationship. But God has a healthy relationship for you. God has a healthy relationship that will not cause you any grief or pain or trauma or drama. One of the things I always say, true love does not hurt. And I've seen so many people, so many people, uh-oh, lost connection. I've seen so many people, one, two, one, two, one, two. I've seen so many people end up setting for less than what God has for them. And it's, it is so unfair. Unmuted. I've seen so many people settle for less than what God has for them. And it's so unfair. It is so unfair. God wants us to be able to be happy. God wants us to be in a type of relationship that's going to honor Him. That's going to advance His kingdom. But why would you go back just to just to try to recreate something that does not exist anymore. Hmm. 
Like I said, what if that person ain't going on with their life? But also, what if? You can maybe think about going back, but what if this is a different person where they realize, you know what? Like, like that song says, I'm, I'm, I'm older, I'm much stronger, I'm much wiser, I'm more accountable. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to be prayerful in the decision makings that we plan on doing in life. And like I said, even pertaining to matters of the heart. God is concerned about our love life. God is concerned about every aspect of our life. And so he does not want us to settle. He does not want us to pick up on anything that's going to cause us to be pulled away from him. And also on the same token, you have to also look at from the time that the relationship ended up until now. You got to look at that gap. What has transpired within that gap? Were there some maturing that that person was doing? Or were there some foolishness that that person was doing? Were there some uh, uh, maturing that you were doing? Or were there some foolishness that you were doing? Because sometimes we end up going back and we not only going back to someone that we no longer know, but we maybe end up picking up some more debt that they have accumulated during that break. We may end up having to get them out or help them and we end up pulling ourselves down. I know there's a show called um, Paternity Court. And I see so many of these people, because they had a break in a relationship, guess what happened? That break ended up causing them to step outside. Or even, hey, they had a break, but they ended up getting, them, getting someone impregnated or getting themselves impregnated all through a break. So you have to understand and be mindful of how a person think says a lot about their, their decision making says a lot about their choices and who they are. It says a lot. And so for you to be able to prevent a lot of this stuff pertaining to, you know, stress and drama and trauma, you know, uh, disappointments, don't look, don't allow yourself to be disappointed when you are already already know because you're familiar with how that person is. And so you have to save yourself from a lot of these unnecessary problems. And so we're going to get ready to wrap it up, but I hope and pray that just in case you may be one of those ones, understand when you deal with someone, you have to understand it's more to them than what you physically see. There's a spiritual sense. There's a spiritual realm. There's a spiritual world. There's a spirit. And you have to understand that if they have involved themselves in some devilment, then what happened? You end up getting yourself caught up. And now you're more emotionally attached. And now it'd be more difficult for you to be able to make these kind of healthy decisions. So it's best for us to count up the cost. You have to count up the cost. All I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you like this. When you already know where these red flags and you already see these red flags, look, I don't care how you pray, the old red flags are not going to disappear. Matter of fact, the harder you pray, the more visible some of them red flags may become. So understand, God is showing you these red flags for a reason. But also on the same token, let's be honest. Sometimes, what if it's the lack of communication? What if, you know, hey, there was no cheating, you know, but let's just say the communication was horrible. So, you know, are you of the understanding that you're going to be able to really convey a conversation with that person and vice versa, vice versa? Or are you going to hear them out? You're so busy talking, but you're not listening. Or that person too busy talking and they're not listening. If you already know that that's how that person is, then you got to understand, you know, when tough time come, they may not be emotionally available for you. But if you already know, then hey, if you choose to accept that, that's on you. I saw, I'm not going to say the person name, but that was um, a celebrity. And I'm pretty sure it's more than one. But I saw a, um, 
a documentary last night. So it happened last night. I saw a documentary of this, the love life of a particular well-known uh, actress. And there's a pattern of her choosing these guys that are known to be promiscuous in relationships. In other words, unfaithful, cheating, being a dog. Well, she stayed with them because she didn't want any embarrassment. She didn't want to bring uh, an embarrassment to her reputation. So she chose to stay with this known cheater more than one. Well, that's her choice. <laughs> I'm going to say it like that. That's her choice. You know, I have to learn. I cannot allow other people's problems or responsibilities to be mine. And one of the things I, I, I believe, especially by me, you know, speaking to a lot of people, ministering to a lot of people, I tell them, look, these are the red flags. What you do with them is on you. I'm giving you the information. You can't say I didn't warn you. And so if you choose that, then you got to deal with the consequences of your choice. But understand, a lot of the red flag God show us to prevent us from hurt, prevent us from dealing with hurt, dealing with problems. Sometimes we pick up our own problems. Sometimes we end up choosing our problem maker instead of consulting the problem solver something to think about so I hope and pray that there is something that was said that really make you think just in case you are considering you got to understand if this person healthy are you healthy are you healthy to be in any type of relationship is that person healthy to be in any type of relationship and also are you qualified is that person qualified for you or are you qualified for them and like I said, it's easy for us to fall back on who that person was, but understand who they are now. And also understand who you are now. You know, we evolve. And some people, you know, some people, they pretty much close to who they were. And there's a consistent principle or moral compass that we have always followed. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But then now, when you might have, when you might have been, um, I'd say, even-tempered or passive in some things in the past, and now you're like, oh, no, uh-uh. Oh, you speak up on it. <laughs> you know, well, understand, that person may have been with you, and you might have been that passive person. Now, you, are, <laughs> you, you say how it is. Hey, well, you know. Or vice versa. You know, what if that person, that person used to be passive? You're like, oh, you know, he's so, so soft-spoken. And now they're like, oh, I ain't doing that. But why? No, you got to understand, that's who they are now. Because sometimes situation make you go ahead and stand up and say, uh-uh, no. Sometimes the older you get, sometimes the more impatient you become, or the less that you deal with mess. So, you know, is understand. And, and, and also, I have to say this. There is no quote-unquote format. You have to look at each person on an individual basis. Look at each person on an individual basis. Let that be the determining factor for you. Now, like I said, if that person, if you know that person already in criminal activity, that person being abusive, that person stealing from you or whatever, you know, I don't care how they apologize. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But that doesn't mean you have to go back. So understand each and every case, each and every individual and deal with them accordingly. And so as we get ready to wrap it up, I hope that, you know, we just take the time to really just seek God in every area of our life, even pertaining to matters of the heart. And also, I tell people this. If you ask God and you're sincere with God and you do what you have to do, do what you're supposed to, He will show you. I'm telling you, He will show you. I always do this. 
these are some of the words I always say. I say, God, if this is the person for me, God, you work everything out. And you let me know that this is the one. Excuse me. But God, if this is not the one for me, you take the taste of her out of my mouth. You take everything out of my heart, out of my mind. God, you break every soul ties because I want to know from you. Not only will God break those soul ties, he will show you certain characteristics. There will be a certain conversation that may come out. It may be something you say, you know what, no, nah, I'm and look, God will reveal a deal breaker. Hmm. You know, you you don't just pose to and you think, oh well, you know, um um, you know, this person um, we're just gonna I'm just gonna check it out and see that all of a sudden that person is abusing your children. This person treating you right, but mistreating your children. Uh uh, remember, that's your child. That's your child. Your child is coming to you, asking you for protection. Your child is expecting you to give protection. You know, you have you have to really be careful in this day and time because there are people now they're molesting children, and we used to just think that okay, we need to be watching the little girls, make sure that they're protected. No, but they mess with the boys now, so you have to be careful. You know, some of these people. Well, I'm going to test them. You know, I'm just going to try them out to see how he is, you know, with my children. Don't jeopardize your children that way. You know what? Let me ask you this. That person that you're considering, have you pulled up their names and make sure they're not a registered sex offender? Have you done that? Think about it. Think about it. Have you done that? Like I said, it's not just the, not just the, uh, the guys we have to check out. You got to check the females too. Have you checked them out? You haven't? Okay, we need to find out. Have that person, you know, they've been gone for a while. All of a sudden they appear. Have that person been in prison? You know, and I'm not I'm not knocking anyone who have served time. I know some people who have served time who have paid their debts to society and have turned around doing a miraculous job in ministry, in life, with their family. So, and also, I work in the jailhouse, so I don't knock people. Matter of fact, sometimes some people, I would tell people this, just because you're in jail don't mean that you're guilty. And just because you're free don't mean that you're innocent. And so you have to understand each person individually. Don't just go by what they say. You do your homework. Do your research to make sure. Whatever they're saying, okay, yeah, they were right. They were telling the truth. But, you know, well, you know, there's a little technicality that I had, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I was just, you know, I, I got caught up. I'm, I was on parole violation. Okay, but then you look up. They were on parole violation because they're in there for capital murder. You know, they're in there for assault with a deadly weapon. Do your homework. Do your homework. You know, it's so many people. You matter of fact, a lot of this stuff is public record. So you first find out what their name, what their legal name is. Find out what their legal name Look them up wherever, whatever city, state that you're in. Look them up. Check out their drive license. Learn their name. Learn. You need to learn, folks. Don't be so quick to jump in the bed. You start being quicker to jump in the uh, jump, jump downtown to check in the records to see who this person really is. Check and see. They might be living a double life. You don't even know it. So, something we need to think about. So, as we get ready to pray, we're going to ask God to, for God to guide you, give you the answer that you need, give you the assurance, and understand, don't make a move until you hear from God. Don't feel like you're in a panic. Don't feel like, well, you know, if I don't get him, somebody else will. Well, look, here, anytime somebody's going to try to pressure you, don't do it. Do not do it. God is not the God of confusion. God don't move in a panic mode. There's no panic in heaven. There's preparation. And so God is maybe preparing you and giving you the preparation by showing you these red flags. Also, on the same token, God might be showing you, hey, look here. These aren't red flags. These are just green flags. You know, like I said, the problem ain't, wasn't with them. You know, sometimes, sometimes just a bad communication. The communication skill. We need to learn how to communicate. 
and not just say things, but un- make sure there's a proper understanding. So as we get ready to pray, we're going to pray to ask God to help us in every area of our life. Just in case you may be watching, just in case you may be dealing with some things, understand that there's nothing too hard for God. Also understand that the Bible tells us if we acknowledge him in all our way, he shall direct our paths. Also, the Bible tells us cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. He cares for you. So as we get ready to pray, we're going to give it to God. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. we come to you right now, God. First, God, ask God to help us in every area of our lives right now. Help us. God, we depend upon you, God. We need you and we want you in our lives. we coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge you, God. Help us in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, God, there are those who may be watching, God, who may be considering going, going back to an ex, God, or even pertaining to matters of the heart, God. We speaking, God, that you guide them, lead them, God, to all truths, God, because you are all-knowing, God. In the name of Jesus, God, help them, God, to see and discern, God, what their instruction and answer is right now. And help them, God, to have the peace of you, God, to accept what you reveal right now. In the name of Jesus, we bound everything the devil stand for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speak it right now, God. You comfort the families right now, God. Comfort the hardened family right now, God. God, we speak in God that we thank you, Lord, for the life of uh, uh, Minister, Minister Bernard Harden, God. We thank you, Lord. God, thank you, Lord, for him being a, a great a great person, God, a great friend, God, good friend, God. So, God, we speak in God that you comfort the family, God. Help the family right now, God. The children, the mother, even the siblings, God, the brother, God. God, we speak in God, twin, God, uh, brother, brother Benny, God. Help him encourage his heart right now, God. God, we speak it right now, God. We hold him up before you. We hold up the children before you right now, God. God, we speak it right now, God, even... Even the Hutchins family, God, we speaking, God, that you comfort them right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for the life of Anne right now, God. We comfort, we speaking word of comfort, God. God, we speaking to the mother, God. We speaking to the brothers, God. Help them, God. Help them to lean upon you, God, and help us, God, to hold them up before you right now. In the name of Jesus, continue to help, God, the the uh, Haynes family right now, God, the Gilgot uh, uh, church family right now, God. We speaking, God, that you hold them up right now, God. In the name of Jesus, anybody else, God, who may be grieving, God, who may be hurting right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help them, God. Comfort them right now, God. Be with them right now, God. Be the mother to the motherless. Be the father to the fatherless. Be the friend to the friendless, God. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I thank you all for watching. And, um... If you want to get in contact with me, you can get in contact with me on Brother Prater. Uh, you can catch me on Facebook. And um, on Facebook, you see my daily devotion and videos. Also, you can go to my website at brotherprater.com. You can see my uh, daily devotion and videos and also upcoming events. Also, you can go to the store section of my uh, website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the, their needs and their responsibilities tend to their families, their children, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. But also I speak to the ladies to help them understand what are qualities of a good man and what aren't the qualities of a good man. Also, this book right here, uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life, is uh, a book attributed to my sister, Sheila Prater that was uh, tragically killed by domestic violence. Uh, this is pretty much um, telling our journey. Uh, our life together, you know, we were very close and uh, not just close um, as far as in age, but also close just in our relationship. And uh, matter of fact, this is one of my favorite pictures by her. I love this picture. I love this picture. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just kind of just talk about our life together. And uh, oh, this is another one. I, I love this picture. I was those that know me. Oh, <laughs> those that know me and uh, knew her when she was here, they knew that uh, I was a fan of her, and I used to always let her know that. And she was like, ah, okay, you know, 
whatever, but deep at the end, she liked it. <laughs> but uh, I, I thank God for my relationship with her, and I, I thank God for it, and I'm truly blessed. But I thank you all for watching and continue to be praying for us as we get ready to um, embark on another week. We pray for y'all to have a blessed, safe week. Um, starting on Monday, God going to help us to wake up, refresh, renew, ready to take the bull by the horn and take him down. So I thank y'all for watching uh, Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night. Thank you.